Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. Well, our listener support campaign continues. You can uh, become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. You'll receive my monthly newsletter, and you'll also get to vote on some important decisions, such as what our Amazing World of Radio Summer Series will be. Check it all out at patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now we're going to get into the adventures of Bill Land. There were two separate runs of the series. The first was a CBS West Coast series that aired from 1944 to 1945. John McIntyre began in the title role and was replaced by Pat McGinn. And the series left the air in 1945. No episodes exist. Uh, That's not actually all that surprising because you're talking about a West Coast series uh, released during the war. What we are going to bring you is a series from 1947 into 1948, just into January 1948. And this starred Gerald Moore as Bill Lamb and aired nationally over ABC. Uh, We have a total of three episodes, Uh, so the first episode we're going to bring you originally aired September 28th, 1947, and the title is Escaped Maniac. The American Broadcasting Company challenges you to a startling puzzle in crime. The Adventures of Bill Lance, starring Gerald Moore, with Howard McNear as Professor Ulysses Higgins. Hello. I'm Bill Lance. I'm a composer, also a criminologist. Perhaps it's more accurate to call me a student of human nature. You know, I believe that crime is the result of a delinquent society that the criminal mind is a sick mind, and that the symptoms of that sickness are always apparent in the behavior of the criminal. So if you would expose a criminal, look for fingerprints on the doorknob, but also look for imprints on the human mind. In short, human emotions are my clues. Oh, yes. (laughs) I also play the piano. One night, I drove up into the Santa Inez Mountains with my good friend, Professor Ulysses Higgins, to visit John and Ethel Lindsay. Well, I knew the Lindsay's only slightly, but their invitation had sounded urgent anyway. I liked the country. I didn't mind the sudden thunderstorm, even when I turned off Highway Number 1 onto a dirt road, which climbed through a valley to the Lindsay's. But uh, I'm afraid Ulysses, as usual, thought he was unhappy. If I'd known we were going to run into a stormy night like this, Bill... I'd have thought twice about taking this trip with you. Oh, my dear professor, if you thought twice about anything, you'd never go anywhere with me. When did you ever give me a chance to think twice? Before I even... Watch out. To... Hang on, Ulysses. Oh, 
Well, here's your chance to start thinking, old boy. Can I look now? Yes. Open your baby blues and consider problem number one, a fallen tree across the road. <laughs> problem number two, we're in a ditch. What do you advise me to do, Mr. Anthony? Next time, try the train. Now, he tells me. Now, let's see if we can get back on the road, huh? Oh. We're stuck. Obviously. Mm. Well, Lindsay's can't be more than five miles away, and I love to walk in the rain. Uh, five miles straight up? Why not? You always say you're the goat. No, no, thank you. I'll just stay here in the car. All right. In that case, I'll send somebody back for you with a rowboat. Wait a minute. I saw something in that flash of lightning right over there. You see it? Yes. A house. Oh, yes, yes. Come on, we can phone for help. Built-in shower. I don't know why you need me to help you telephone. Might have to borrow a nickel. I'll give it to you now. Here. Yeah, on second thought, I may not need it after all. I see what you mean. Yeah. Can't be anybody in this broken down shack, much less a telephone. Uh-huh. It's all boarded up. Well, come on, Ulysses. Don't you know when to come out of the rain? Oh, yes, does. Yeah. Thoughtful, weren't they? <laughs> they boarded up the windows and left the door unlocked just so we can get dry. After you, Ulysses. I think I'll go back to the car. Matt, are you afraid of the dark? Here, you carry the flashlight. Not even a ghost. I think I'll go back to the car. You're in a rut. Why don't you find yourself a comfortable spider web and sit down? Uh, what are you going to do? Well, it's going to be a long night, Professor. There's a shadow over there in that corner. Looks suspiciously like a piano. Oh, no, not that, Bill. Yes. Rain on the roof, wind in the night, a house with ancient memories. What more do I need to complete my concerto? You don't need me, that's a cinch. Oh, but, Professor, I do. Why... Your tin ear is indispensable to me. When you start grumbling, I know my music's good. Oh, my, wouldn't you know it. We break down a hundred miles from nowhere in a rainstorm, and you have to find a piano. And I will admit it sounds better in this hovel than in our apartment. Yes, Professor, you're right. Sounds almost too good. Since I put you to sleep with my music, Professor, I thought it only fair I should wake you up same way. What's the matter? <laughs> I think the Marines have landed. We're going to be rescued. Hmm? Oh, good, good. Yeah, both of us. Come on in. Oh, you, Mr. Lance? Yeah. How famous can I get? Mr. Lindsay was expecting you. I'm Parker, his chauffeur. He got worried, and so he sent me looking for you. Oh. Well, we, uh, we had a little accident. Yeah. I saw your car back there in the ditch. I'll drive you up to Lindsay's now. They're waiting for you. I can pick up your car in the morning. Oh, thanks, thanks. Come on, Professor. Our troubles are over. And, Mr. Lance, I'd like you to meet our niece, Alice. Hello. How do you do? Oh, fine. Uh, I mean, (laughs) 
This is my friend, Professor Ulysses Higgins. John Ethel Lindsay, Alice Lindsay. Hello, Pleasure Pleasure to meet you, sir. It's all right. Thank you, Bill. Good evening, everybody. Why, you poor man, you're shivering. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, nonsense. Alice, take the professor and get him a nice hot cup of tea. Of course, Aunt Ethel. How about you, Mr. Lance? Would you like something? No, no, thanks, Miss Lindsay. Just take good care of the professor for me. Ah. Denise is very attractive. Does she live here with you? Yes. She's a wonderful girl, Mr. Lance. She's one of the reasons we asked you to come here. That one's enough. The main reason's Alice's father, my brother, Julian. Tell him quickly, dear, before Alice gets back. I'll try to make it brief. Three years ago, my brother suffered a nervous collapse. It's been necessary to keep him in a sanitarium in the East for treatment. I see. For three years, Yes. Huh? Well, that's a long treatment for a breakdown. Unfortunately, it was something more than just an ordinary breakdown. It was much more serious than any of us had realized. He'd become dangerous. Does your niece know this? We've tried to spare Alice as much as possible. She only knows that her father's been very ill, that he's needed special care. You see, she doesn't know that he tried to kill her mother. Homicidal mania. Yes. Well, uh, why would he want to murder his wife? If we knew that, perhaps we'd know the real cause of his illness. Nobody ever suspected how he felt. But he must have nursed a secret, insane hatred for her for years. And when it came out, well, it was lucky it wasn't worse. In a way, it was a blessing when Florence did die. I've always felt it was the shock of finding out the truth about Julian that really killed her. Was that when he cracked up after she died? He went completely to pieces, turned against everyone. Mr. Lance, we're frightened. Oh, but he's in a safe place. What can he do to you now? Julian disappeared from the sanitarium two weeks ago. Oh, fine. This was his home. He'll come back here. Who's that? Uh, where? That, that picture on the piano. Oh, that's Florence, Alice's mother. Oh. What a beautiful woman. Her daughter looks very much like her. Yes. Alice loved her dearly, Mr. Lance. But she loves her father, too. She mustn't ever know what really happened. That's why you wanted me to come here, huh? There's no telling what Julian might do. At that time, John was Julian's closest adult relative. So he was the one who had to declare him incompetent to keep him in the sanitarium. It wasn't an easy thing to do, Mr. Lance. No, no, it's never easy. We've had to assume complete responsibility for this place here and for Alice. I'm sure in Julian's mind, however warped, we're to blame for everything that's happened to him. I can't condemn him for that, but you can understand why we're frightened. Mm -hmm. What's even more frightening is that Alice looks just like her mother. What? A homicidal maniac might not be able to tell the difference. (gasps) It's Alice we have to worry about. Yes? Mr. Lance, it's Alice Lindsay. Oh, hello, Miss Lindsay. I'm glad you haven't gone to bed yet. I I wanted to talk to you. Well, come in, please. I know who you are, Mr. Lance. That's nice. You're a criminologist. Oh, I thought it'd be better than that. Does does your being here have anything to do with with my father? Why should it? Your father's convalescing in the East, isn't he? Yes, of course, but... Oh, I don't know. I I just think something's wrong. Wrong? Ethel and John are wonderful to me, but they forget that I'm an adult now. If something's happened to my father, I want to know. Naturally. What makes you think anything's happened to him? I just feel that my aunt and uncle are worried... They're trying to protect me from something. And then I came along, and because I happen to be off and on, a criminologist of sorts, you expect the worst, huh? (laughs) Well, I've got news for you. I'm really a frustrated piano tuner. (laughs) You play the piano? 
No, not anymore. No, that's too bad. Look, if, if I tune the piano downstairs, will you promise me to start practicing again? Well, perhaps. I know I should never have given it up. Father loves music so much. He always wanted me to... Yes. Tell me, have you seen your father since he's become ill? No, I, I'm almost afraid to. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I've bothered you, Mr. Lance. I'm, I'm really very glad you came to visit us. I hope you'll stay a while. Young lady, you don't know what you're saying. I can become an awful nuisance. <laughs> I don't think I'd mind. Well, good night. Night, Ellen. you come all the way up here to the Lindsay's just to throw pebbles in their pond? Uh-huh. So I could watch the ripples. You know, I haven't done that since I was a little boy. It's funny, Ulysses. One minute a man's mind can be as clear and as placid as this pond. And one little thing can muddy it up. Now what's happened to confuse you? I wasn't talking about me. I was just wondering. A man with a beautiful wife, a lovely daughter... Turns out to be a homicidal maniac. Why? If you try to tell me we came up here looking for a lunatic? I don't know what we came up here for, but that's why we're staying. What are you supposed to do about it? I'm supposed to try to prevent him from satisfying his ugly impulses, are I guess. Are you a criminologist or a bodyguard? I'm a piano tuner. No, Bill. <laughs> you know, as a matter of fact, I might even teach Alice Lindsay to play part of my concerto. Oh. Now you're throwing pebbles in the pond, Professor. Why? <laughs> I just want to show you a picture of how a young man's mind can become distorted by a pretty girl. Mind if I ride with you, Alice? Oh, good morning, Mr. Lance. Hello. Going any place in particular? Well, where are you going? Same place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad the weather's turned clear. Last night's storm wasn't a very nice greeting for you. Oh, sound and fury signifying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, Uncle John ask you to follow me? No, darling. Nobody'd have to ask me to do that. I just wondered. He doesn't like me to go too far from the house alone. About two weeks ago, we had a bout with a rattlesnake. Any resemblance is purely coincidental. <laughs> well, you never get into trouble if you keep your eyes open. Oh, oh boy! Oh, oh. oh. That was a rifle. Uh, Bill, you think somebody was shooting at me? Oh, no, no. I must have been an amateur hunter. Well, what would he be hunting around here? I don't know. But a hunter might take a pot shot at the wrong game. Bill, if you don't mind, I, I'd rather you wouldn't mention this to John and Ethel. It would only upset them, and after all, nothing did happen to me. Uh, homicidal maniac. Never did like the country anyway. Uh, if you ask me, I can find a better place to die in. Let's see. Oh. Going someplace, Professor? Home? 
Oh, we just arrived. Nothing for you to do but enjoy a vacation. Oh, yeah, it's a vacation, all right. A long one in a morgue. Charming thought. If you want to stay up here in the wilderness with a lunatic at large, that's your pleasure. I'd like to live a little longer. You would. Well, what brought you to such a cataclysmic decision, Professor? Oh, nothing much. I just went for a walk, got a little tired, lay down underneath a beautiful tree, and somebody tried to murder me. You look pretty healthy for you. Only because of the dream I had. Oh, dabbling in psychoanalysis now. I dreamt I was crossing the university campus and some football players started throwing rocks at me. (laughs) Undoubtedly because you flunked them in their midterm. And I woke up just when the rocks started hitting me. Real rocks. Half the mountain sliding down right on top of me. Oh, you picked the wrong tree. I don't think that was any ordinary landsliding. Why not? It was a heavy rain last night. Somebody shoved that mountain down on me. Powerful fellow. Your lunatic. Mine. You can have mine, leave it. Yeah. Just when it's getting to be fun, huh? That's well, not like you, Professor. Oh, it's easy for you to say that. Nothing's happened to you yet. Oh, nothing has. Uh, well, let me tell you something. I got shot at this morning. You got shot at what? Yeah, so we're even. Oh, but Ulysses, please, don't talk about your last slide in front of Alice Lindsay. Huh? Well, she might believe you. There's no point in alarming her. waiting a little longer for lunch. John should be here any minute. Oh, I'm happy, Mrs. Lindsay. Don't worry about me. Um, can I help you, Aunt Ethel? No, Alice. You stay and entertain, Mr. Lindsay. Yes. And how can I entertain you, Mr. Lance? Uh, <clears throat> yes. Well, do you have any old Parcheesi sets lying about? Yes. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here, Bill. It's fun having company. Yeah, well, it must be pretty lonely for a young girl up here in the mountains. I was never really lonely until Mother died and Father went away. I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be entertaining. Anyway, I've stayed here because I've wanted to. Uncle John has asked me if I'd rather live in the city, but I grew up here and I'm used to it. You know, I can see it would be very easy to get used to with you around. Oh, thank you. Now you're entertaining me. No. Just appreciating you. And knowing myself as I do, I... Yeah. Hello, Parker. I'm glad I found you, Mr. Lance. Uh, could you come with me, please? Well, uh, Mrs. Mr. Lindsay, It's about I'm... your car. I'll take seventeen fifty. No bonus. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill. I ought to help Aunt Ethel anyway. All right, since you put it that way. But don't be too long. Lunch is nearly ready. Mm. All right, Killjoy. What's the matter with my car? Well, I didn't want to alarm Miss Alice, but... Something has happened to Mr. Lindsay. Mr. Lindsay. Mr. Lindsay. He's coming, too. Nasty bump on his noggin. Yeah. He must have fallen. Oh. What happened? Well, I found you lying here outside the stable, Mr. Lindsay, and I couldn't rouse you, so I went for help. Thanks, Parker. It doesn't look like anything serious, but you'll probably have a whopper of a headache. Headache? Oh, yes, yes, of course. But I'm all right now. I just stumbled and fell, I guess. Yeah, well, here, I'll help you out. No, 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 thanks. I'm fine. fine. Hey, I'm glad it's nothing serious. Yes. I won't be needing you anymore, Parker, but um, don't mention this to Mrs. Lindsay. She'd only worry, and it was nothing at all. Okay, uh, I won't say anything. I guess we'd better start for the house. Ethel's pretty punctual about lunch. Don't you want to take your rifle with you? A rifle? Oh. Oh, oh yes. I must have dropped it. When you stumbled and fell. You know that isn't what happened. I know you're not that clumsy. Bill, 
He's come back. You see him? No, no, no. I, I know it was Julian. I just come in from riding and put my horse back in the stall. I came through this door and he must have hit me from behind. He, he tried to kill me. That's what you were afraid of, wasn't it? That's why you took your rifle with you. Yes. Do uh, people hunt much in this district? Not much. Why? Nothing. You had a good reason for taking your rifle. Lance, I asked you to come up here because I was afraid of the worst, but I don't think I honestly believed he would come back. But now, Bill, where's Alice? In the house with your wife. She's all right. Good. Now, if you can only stop him without Alice finding out. It might not be so easy. Maniac hasn't much consideration for other people's feelings. Bill, I don't mind taking a walk after dinner, but three times around the house, I'm getting dizzy. Yeah, we have been going around in circles, haven't we? Oh, Ulysses, do me a favor. Go back inside and amuse the Lindsay's. Oh, how? Well, give them your freshman lecture on biochemistry. Oh, that's very funny. Where are you going? For a walk under the stars. Perhaps if I contemplate the music of the spheres, it will give me some ideas of my own, huh? And then if I can find a piano. There's one in the living room. Mm. It's out of tune. Well, where are you going to find another one in this... You mean you're going all the way down the mountain to that broken-down shack? Professor, you're positively psychic. Oh, boy, oh. Mr. Lance, this is going to protect you. 
is now. <laughs> well, Bill, you'll never believe this, but I was just saying that you've missed your calling. You should have been a musician. Yes, Bill. Won't you play something for us tonight? Some other time, Alice. Right now, I'm afraid I have bad news. Uh, what? what is it? Bill. What's the matter? Well, this isn't very easy to say, but somebody's got to say it. Alice, your father escaped from a sanitarium two weeks ago. Escaped? Oh. oh, I was sure something was wrong. Where is he? He came back here. You've just seen him. Wait, please. Alice, you remember that shot? Uh, shot? Yes, somebody shot at Alice on me while we were out riding. Julian! And Ulysses, you were right. Huh? A small landslide that had you hustling was started by someone. By Julian Lindsay. And, John, you have a large bump on your head to tell you your brother's returned. What is all this? What are you trying to tell us? I met your father tonight. He's here? I want to see him. Alice, your father was a sick man. Was? He wasn't responsible. He thought I was his enemy. He tried to... Well, what I had to do was in self-defense. Do? What? Oh, no. No! Daddy! Oh, Daddy! I'm terribly sorry. Dead! Oh, my poor Alice. Alice, there's nothing I can say. You have to believe me. I couldn't help it. You couldn't help it. You killed my father and you say you couldn't help it. Please, Alice, I'm responsible for this. I asked Mr. Lance to come up here because I was afraid that something, something even worse might happen. Worse? My dear, we didn't want you to know how really sick your father was. You don't kill a man because he's sick. Alice, darling, it's our fault because we didn't tell you. You you don't understand about your father. I know he wasn't well, but you tried to tell me that he was insane. Isn't that it? Well, I won't believe you. I'm afraid, Mrs. Lindsay, you'll have to tell Alice the real reason why our father was committed to the asylum. No. No, I can't. Well, I, I want to know what was it. I had hoped we'd never have to tell you this, Alice. But I don't suppose you'll believe any of us unless we do. Your father tried to kill your mother. Oh, no. Okay, Julian, there's your cue. Julian, no. I hope, Ethel, that that will be the last lie you ever tell my daughter. I told you. I told you it wouldn't work. I knew he'd come back. I knew they'd find it. Shut up, Ethel, you fool. Why, Mr. and Mrs. Lindsay, how revealing. so sure Julian Lindsay was in that old shack all the time? Professor, if you would listen more attentively when I played, you'd have realized that the old piano in that shack was in tune. And pianos just don't stay in tune all by themselves. All right, all right, all right. But I knew he was around here without listening to music. You did, huh? You mean you let your imagination run away with you? <laughs> what you call a landslide was just a few harmless rocks rolling down the side of a hill. Oh, no, wait a minute. And there was really no more danger to you than the the shot that missed both Alice and myself by several feet. Or the lodge, but innocuous bump on John's head. You know, all those attempts were just a little too clumsy and a little too obvious. Is that so? Yeah, it made me wonder. You see, there was evidence that a sick mind was at work. Mm-hmm. But evidence can point in many directions, isn't that so? Mm-hmm. It only makes real sense when you can link it up with human behavior. Yes, but how did you know uh, how Julian would behave? You didn't even meet him. So I had to imagine how he must have felt. He had a breakdown. And when he came out of it a little, he he discovered that he wasn't in any ordinary hospital, but an insane asylum. Then he realized what his brother and his sister-in-law were up to. They had him committed to a living death and had, incidentally, taken over a very tidy estate and everything he possessed. Now, Professor, if I were Julia knowing all this, 
I'd say that the wrong man was committed to the asylum. That the really sick mind was John's. John was frustrated. He wanted everything his brother had. Oh, so Julian escaped from the asylum and tried to scare John to death. Yeah, you can put it that way. Julian knew that since he had been declared insane, nobody would believe him. So he thought he'd come back and terrorize his persecutors, hoping he could break them down and expose them. Oh, and you helped him out by making them think he was dead. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But the hardest thing I had to do was to make Alice suffer. But Ulysses was the only way I could catch the Lindsays off guard, give them a brief sense of security. Yes? <laughs> well, that's not bad. It's not bad at all, William Ferdinand. <laughs> but tell me, what real evidence did you have that Julian Lindsay wasn't crazy? Human emotion, that's all. When his brother told me Julian had an insane hatred for his wife, I wondered. I wondered if a man hated his wife so much that he tried to kill her and then go to pieces when she died. But look, if... if he loved his wife and she died... Well, Professor, can you think of a better reason for a man to have a breakdown? Well, frankly, Bill, I can think of a better reason for a man to have a breakdown. All right, Professor Higgins, what is a better reason for a man to have a breakdown? Having to go on week after week at the same time over these same stations, listening to you play the piano. You have been listening to another in the series of intriguing mysteries starring Gerald Moore as Bill Lance with Howard McNear as Ulysses Higgins. Tonight's supporting cast included Herb Butterfield as John, Bill Boucher as Julian, Georgia Ellis as Alice, Anne Stone as Ethel, Jack Carrington as Parker, with music composed and played by Rex Corey. us again next week, same time, over most of these same ABC stations, when we bring you another of Bill Lance's strange experiences, developing from a man's fear that his wife and her lover will kill him. Tonight's Bill Lance adventure was written by Milton Merlin. The production was directed by Dwight Hauser. James speaking. Now, here's a special program note. This is your old dart dealer, Orville Anderson, to remind you again that Darts for Dough will be heard on your ABC station next Thursday night. Consult your newspaper for time in your locality. Be seeing you on Darts for Dough Thursday night. Stay tuned now for Counter Spy. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. The mystery itself was kind of so-so, but I actually enjoyed the characters and everything else about the story. The setup of the series reminds me of a couple of other programs. One is Crime Files of Flamand, which was another series about someone who used psychological elements to solve crimes. Though I think Moore is better than anyone who ever worked on that series. And the character's more likable. Reminds me a bit of Gregory Hood. In that whole gentleman detective uh, posture. Very easygoing. But with some quirks that really do work. And uh, I 
enjoy Howard McNear as the professor. Really, this is a, a good, solid, uh, eccentric sidekick role, and uh, it's very much in his wheelhouse. And Moore is good. This is definitely a different character than Philip Marlowe, but Moore was a really good actor and can make these vary quite a bit. Uh, more, I know that a lot of people you know, would just not want to hear him in anything that's not Philip Marlowe. But he actually had four different detective series. And with Bill Lance, we now have uh, programs from two of them that feature him. Uh, we still don't have any actual episodes in circulation with more from his run as the Lone Wolf or from the Mike Malloy series, and if more started in his detective, I definitely would love to hear it and love to hear more of it. Well, now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Debbie, Patreon supporter since October 2015, currently supporting the show at the master detective level of $15 or more per month. Again, thank you so much for your support. It is truly appreciated. That'll do it for today. If you are listening to this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. Join us back here tomorrow for The Man Called X. Saturday, Squadron will premiere. We'll be back next Tuesday with another adventure of Bill Lance. And then, uh, a week from Thursday, join us for Billy Swift, Boy Detective, and in three weeks, we'll be returning to offer you more previously uncirculated episodes of series that we have finished. In the meantime, do send your comments to Box13 at GreatDetectives.net. Check us out on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And uh, check us out on Instagram, Instagram.com slash GreatDetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.